think that that's how I kind of deal with those feelings of self-doubt and number one, count your blessings, count your you know elements of gratitude. And two is just don't forget that you are unique. You are one of a kind and you should celebrate what makes you unique. Welcome to East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. Inspiring stories from local people and businesses you likely already know and trust. Here is your host, third generation family business entrepreneur, Renee Oswald. Hi guys, thank you for joining me for another episode of East Idaho Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you're new to the show, I interview entrepreneurs, business owners, and influencers in East Idaho and tell their origin stories. Learning how they have overcome their challenges to make their businesses successful is inspiring and it helps us to get to know our neighbors better. So thanks for joining us today. I am so happy to have a local businessman here. He has been an entrepreneur since he was a teenager and has definitely experienced the ups and downs of the entrepreneurial journey. So welcome Tyler Kropp, Chief Operating Officer of Arcane Marketing. Yes, thank you, Renee. Thank I, you for having me. Did I get your title right? You nailed it. Okay, good. As with what you do with everything, you nail everything, Renee. <laughs> Tyler, thank you for making me sound so good, but we all know the truth behind it, and that's why we can edit in podcasts. <laughs> Nobody really knows what happens. Hey, tell me, um, Miles was on the show last week, so he talked to us a little bit about Arcane Marketing, but do you want to fill in the listeners um, about what Arcane Marketing is, or maybe what your role and as the chief operating officer in Arcane is. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, first by saying thanks for having me as a guest of the podcast. Yeah, um, we're happy I'm, to. I'm totally geeking out over the Eastern Idaho podcast. It's literally the only podcast that I'm subscribed to, FYI. Wow, I still thank believe you. in the traditional mediums of real books and <laughs> real real uh, movies. Well, so, thank you for giving us the gift yes, of your time because yes. that's pretty awesome. And also thanks for major shout out for interviewing some of the some of the people that are super close to me and, and that I have a really close relationship with in terms of listen to uh, Jennifer McCulloch's discussion and uh, Dina from Diablo's Kitchen. And yeah. there, there are some definite profound moments there. Yeah, thank um, you. Well, I have to thank you because you referred both of them. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, it's a good <laughs> There's relationship. There's no kickback for this, but there you go. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, so getting right down to brass tacks and business. Um, I'm the chief operations officer for RK Marketing. Um, basically what that means is I'm responsible for kind of the day-to-day -day operations and uh, you know allowing our visionary Mr. Ryan Harris and our integrator Mr. Coulter Hansen to live in a good headspace of uh, business building and growth while uh, the operations department kind of manages logistics um, taking ideas into actual um, you know executable tasks. Um, I've got a wonderful team around me with uh, Miss Adrienne Woods, who's our executive director for RiseCon, as well as uh, Mr. Malcolm Kong and uh, Riss uh, Norman, that uh, is, you know, I couldn't do it without them. Yeah, you do have a good team, <laughs> and we enjoy the fact that they have their own talents and they bring those to the table, and it's just a great, great combination. Definitely. So, talking about that combination, this is uh, Arcane is the collaboration of several of you who have had businesses previously. So let's talk a little bit about that. I know that Ryan had strategic social partners and you were a part of that, but you had your, your own business. Tell me how mm -hmm. all of that came about. Yeah, definitely. So basically I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. The only other real job, I guess I've had two kind of real jobs in my life. Number one was um, I was an intern for the Idaho Falls Chamber of Commerce. 
um, for, for a couple months helping them with some of their summer projects and passing the auditorium district all those many oh, years yes, ago. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and hey, was that paid though? Do you actually, did you actually get paid for I didn't for get that? paid for so that. So that's no. not got, a real I got job. experience and friendships <laughs> and relationships. Which that is a good payment as well. <laughs> all right, sorry. Uh, but aside from that, no, I spent a summer um, the year that the Idol Falls Chuckers baseball field opened, the inaugural year of Melaleuca Field. I was a uh, um, kind of a server and worked the the concession stands there. Really? And still, out of all of my entrepreneurial journeys and business ventures, I would say that my couple summers at the Idle Falls Chuckers is probably some of the most best memorable years I've had. I in, bet that in was my fun. entire life. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but aside from that, um, I ran and operated my own website design and development agency for over 10 years um, before I even encountered um, the mastermind that is Mr. Ryan Harris. Um, Basically, just uh, scaling, scaling a small entrepreneur uh, kind of self-starter web agency uh, into a fully-fledged digital agency with you know four employees, um, a downtown location. We had uh, dozens of clients all across the United States, a couple international clients, and really that's kind of where I, uh, you know, egotistically made a name for myself within the community. Yeah. Um, and yeah, grew and scaled the agency, and Ryan and I just determined that we'd be better uh, if we merged and worked together. So that led to me joining as the Director of Technology for Strategic Social Partners um, and fast forward after that into Arcane Marketing. Yeah. I've been with Ryan for almost two years now already, so time flies. Yeah, does that seem strange to you? Yes, time yeah. flies when uh, it seems like you're always in the weeds working on you know, growing our business and then yeah. you, you pop up every once in a while and realize that where has my summers gone? <laughs> yeah, your winters, your falls, all of them. Uh -huh. Do you feel like, so would you um, define strategic social partners and maybe even Arcane as a startup or do you guys feel like, no, you're an established, like how, where do you mm -hmm. put yourself? Yeah, so it's super fascinating because like I think we all have the hustle and the grit and all of those essential core values that make us uh, collectively successful and collectively resonate with each other. Um, but it is super fascinating. That is really, in essence, the reason I decided to join Ryan Coulter and the rest of the team about two years ago is um, when you're a solopreneur and you're the CEO of an organization, you have to really wear every single hat. And, um, you know, I'd be remiss to say if I didn't say that I truly believe that Ryan and Coulter are guardian angels in my life in terms of I started experiencing some struggles, um, some burnout, um, you know, all of those elements that go into the entrepreneurial journey. And wearing and, all of those hats. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. and, and just client relations and, um, you know, employee management, uh, the government with the IRS, you know, all of those kind of elements that you have to deal with on a daily basis. And really, I honestly feel that Ryan and Coulter came into my life at a perfect time that um, allowed me to step outside of those roles and really find... Uh, you know, what I loved and what I was great at yeah. um, to be able to sit in that sweet spot. Mm -hmm. Fast forward with Arcane Marketing, of course, we're all hustling and growing, but I have noticed we've been able to step outside of our daily responsibilities and roles as entrepreneurs and really actually focus on the organizational structure of the business, which is where I totally geek out. That's, that's my element. <laughs> Which is why that's why they that's why you're in the role that you're in. I guess I have a creative background and a creative uh, you know degree and 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 I love creativity in essence. But I think um, a form of creativity is planning, organization, structure, and delivery. Right, right, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, 
it sounds like to me now in talking with Miles last week, it sounds like that you all have really taken some time to feel out what your zone of genius is and that you've defined those roles rather more clear than maybe what they were even before in the previous structure with strategic social partners. Totally. Is that true? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. That zone of genius is a wonderful way to say it and that we can go to business every day with our best friends and people that we really share the same core values. We really share the same kind of ethics in, in this world um, really makes it a lot easier to sit in that zone of genius and really just pooling our collective resources, knowledge, expertise to, you know, like I said, focus on that organization rather than all of all of the details, mm-hmm. which allows us to be better entrepreneurs, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And serve your customers better. Totally. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's great. Okay, so what I understand is you have been an entrepreneur since you were like 16 years old. Is that a true <laughs> statement? Yeah, yeah. So I have a funny backstory that yes, I, let's that I hear have this. to share. Um, major shout out to Miss uh, Carrie Hammond if she's listening with the Chamber of Commerce. But uh, so I was 16 years old and I really wasn't feeling it with, you know, leaving junior high and, and starting high school. Just wasn't, that wasn't for me. I wasn't in my zone of genius in yeah. high school. Um, <laughs> so I started taking web design and development classes and I really fell in love with, with an instructor. But um, to go full circle, I was 16 years old and I walked in one day to the Chamber of Commerce and decided to get a membership. Okay. <laughs> I don't just know. Because? It was, it, I, I think so. It was just <laughs> like why did you think it. you could? I can't explain it. I can't explain it. They just it, it just it was just the vibes I was getting. You know, just to walk in one day and ask for a membership. <laughs> so they hooked me up. They did. They, they said, did. "Okay, kid." They did. They did. Yeah, absolutely. And they treated me like I have super mad respect for um, the Chamber of Commerce and some of the initial people I've met in my entire life, um, Monica Beatrick, Carrie Hammond, yeah. a couple of those individuals. Yeah. And so basically I signed up for a chamber membership and long story short, I started cutting English and history classes to go to chamber luncheons. <laughs> so here's a 16 year old kid sitting in the middle yep. of the chamber luncheon. It's true. And they just treated me like one of their own. Like, I love it. It was, it was a thing of beauty. It was looking back on it. It was, it was, a. uh, very important time in my life because I was filling out what it meant to be an entrepreneur, put myself out of that zone of comfort of, you know, instead of worrying about Did you have a business? And, like, were you representing a business at this point? So Just so, yourself? Yeah, just myself. So mm-hmm. I, I started, so I took a couple web design classes and I was like, I could, I could sell this. This is pretty slick. I could make 500 bucks a website. Like, I'll do this all day long. Right. So Who I- Who needs school? Yeah, it's true. Who needs it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's another podcast issue, right. topic. Uh, but no, that's uh, so I, I closed my first website design deal when I was sixteen year old sixteen years old. Wow. Uh, my mom actually required that she go with me when I signed contracts with the service professional. We met at Perkins and uh, exchanged funds and I had a check for five hundred dollars. I think it was like four hundred and ninety seven dollars or something, but I thought I was Rich. Top dog. Oh, yeah. uh, you should have. Because yep. that's pretty, that's quite the bit of hustle when you're 16 years old. <laughs> yep. And from then on, I just, uh, I never quit. <laughs> right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then that business, when you talk about it, you did finish school, right? You didn't yeah, cut enough so classes I... <laughs> that you didn't finish school. I finished school. I finished with a uh, uh, 4.0 grade point average uh-huh. honor society. Like it was just, I didn't, I didn't not like school. It was more just, I wanted more with my life. You were ready, ready to, to move started. on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So then did you go to college after I did. School? So, so yeah, that's uh, I have an undergrad degree from the art Institute. 
Um, I did two years uh, online at the Art Institute of Chicago. Um, and then I transferred uh, after those two years to the Art Institute of Salt Lake City. They opened a branch down in Salt Lake City. Finished my undergrad degree in website design and development and user experience design. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so I am. I do come from a creative background. I am a little bit creative. I don't know. Ryan always makes me do the to-do list and note-taking, but... Because I, you do it so yeah, well. I guess. Do I you know. actually put it like into some kind of format? That I don't. Is if you... <laughs> I don't. That's Miles' job. He's the expert Oh, yes, in that. that's true. He's the, he's the chief creative. Yes. I don't know, you guys. You guys you might actually cross each other yeah, on we're occasion. Yeah, all, we're all pretty creative. We're all visionaries as well. Yeah, I believe that. So how are you keeping that in check when you guys are all together and you have competing mm -hmm. ideas? Are you able to all bring those to the table and respect one another? Absolutely. I think that that's where we thrive as an agency. Um, we all have that creative background. We all have that business leadership background, but we also have the respect for one another to respect our, our core services and kind of our core um, qualifications of what we're good at. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I'll say about Miles is he's one of the most talented, creative individuals I've ever met. Um, his ability to utilize and pair his psychology and understanding of human behavior with creative design I respect every single day I go to the work. He underplays that. He doesn't yes. really, he, yes. he needs to celebrate that a little more than he does, huh? <laughs> yes, yeah. it's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Okay, so I really want to know, you know, I have three children and I would like to have said that they were as ambitious as you are, but what was it in your childhood that created, Was were your parents entrepreneurs? What was it that inspired this in you, do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's kind of a little bit of both. I think I have left brain, right brain from my family. Um, so my folks, my parents divorced when I was about a year old, and I'm also an only child. Uh -huh. So that probably gives you everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> well, we'll just end the, the um, podcast here. Because, yeah. No, we won't peg you because of that. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's uh, so my dad is a uh, engineer. He's uh, a local Idaho Falls native. We're all uh, multi generational from um, the Idaho Falls area. Um, my dad's an engineer at the site, award-winning engineer. Uh, he doesn't give himself enough credit, but his ability to internalize uh, the day-to-day -day and, and turn those into projects and, and completed portfolio elements that the site is still using is pretty phenomenal. Um, so real practical, he can see things. Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes, totally. Black and white. Yes. Uh, ask him about his grocery list. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Should I look at his, his pantry? Is it all organized? Yes. Into... <laughs> yes. Um, and then on the other side, my mom um, has been a basically a lifelong um, solo business owner and entrepreneur. She's a, she's a hairstylist here in town. Yep. Um, she, very similar story. She started her career at a very young age. She knew what she wanted to do. She um, built her clientele in practice and now she's actually leveraged her clientele as a um, salon professional into salon suites throughout Idaho Falls oh, and, yeah. uh -huh. and the region. So mm -hmm. she's very successful. I look up to her. Um, I do have to tell a funny story though because my parents are kind of wild and wacky. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> All right. Well, they're not here to defend yeah, themselves. Yeah. So let's just go. It's okay. That's okay. That's their fault. Um, so the best business advice I've ever received in my entire life. Um, my mom is kind of a, she's a wonderful person, wonderful creative. And um, she, her favorite movie is Scarface. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into it now. <laughs> and uh, the best business advice that I live to to this day and that we still joke about is uh, the line from Scarface where it mentions uh, Tony Soprano or uh, Tony. Uh, he mentions, um, don't get high on your own supply. 
<laughs> that, that basically that sums it up for me. All right. We sit, we sit down and we've talked about that over Thanksgiving. We've talked about that over <laughs> very many uh, uh, evenings about, you know, that, that goes on so many different levels of, you know, um, don't let your ego get in the way of, you know, success. Um, you know, make sure you always understand and appreciate, you know, other people in your life and yeah, don't get high on your own supply. I, I love it. I live by it. It's I my think mantra. that's. I think that's really great. <laughs> I'm pretty crazy, Renee. You you already know me. I'm a lifelong Raider fan. You and Which me share we, metal yes. interests. So we share metal interests. We share um, Raider um, interests. So there are a lot of similarities here. <laughs> so we're we can crazy totally people. appreciate that. Yeah, like people don't really realize how crazy. Mm -hmm. It's um it's a good group to be a part of. So I'm I'm privileged <laughs> to be in that place with you. <laughs> Okay, so all that being said about your craziness, I do understand that you are quite involved in nonprofit organizations here in Idaho Falls and quite a, have quite a passion mm -hmm. um, for service. So talk a little bit about how, uh, you know, clearly you when you get involved in something, <laughs> you're very passionate <laughs> about it. So talk about that as it relates to the service that you have in the community. Yeah, definitely. Um, so after I graduated college, um, I had the unique experience to be a volunteer engagement coordinator for a alternative spring break program located in Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. And once again, I feel that they are pure guardian angels that have come into my life to affect and, you know, it's at a core resonated with who I wanted to be. And um, so shout out to Brian Pham and Cherie Grover in Baltimore if they're listening to these <laughs> Idaho podcast. <laughs> um, but uh, so after college, I uh, went and lived at a boys and girls club in Washington, D.C. and uh, Baltimore, Maryland for uh, six weeks and was really was really thrown into the depths of what it means to be a um, community citizen invested person yeah. and the impact that, um, you know, citizen and community and nonprofit and um, governmental organizations have on the impact they have on communities. What what was it that drew you to this? Like, was there something in school that you got? Like, how did you even get connected with this? You know, honestly, I don't even know. I, I graduated college <laughs> and I wanted to um, do something brave. Yeah. And I've always had a fear for heights, so I never bungeed. I never jumped out of a plane. I decided to go live in Washington, D.C. for a month. Yeah, those things, yeah, that'll, that'll help you with your fear of heights. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, everybody has their own, uh, you know, they tackle their fears in different ways. Yeah, right. But yeah, no, I just wanted to kind of throw myself into the depths. Um, you know, aside from that, in high school, one one thing, you know, now thinking about it that did resonate with me um, was a an English teacher, Miss Shirley Murphy at Idle Falls High School. Uh, she had a profound impact on my life. And she uh, she ran the multicultural program at Idle Falls High School that, that kind of got me interested, invested in the importance of diversity and inclusion and, you know, just differing opinions from your own. Yeah, right. Yeah. So after after that, no, I went and spent a month in D.C. It was it was a uh, life changing experience to be able to step out of yourself, out of your business, out of your community and really understand the perception of everybody else in your community that maybe everybody else doesn't believe that things are as warm as warm and fuzzy as you think they right, are. Right, right. Um, and yeah, I've just kind of leveraged that. Uh, so I'm still a certified volunteer engagement coordinator, traveled all around the United States to uh, Las Vegas, helping the uh, veteran homelessness in Las Vegas, um, micro projects in Houston, um, traveled uh, multiple times back to Baltimore and DC. Um, and I just I just love the the being able to understand the impact that nonprofit has on communities. So um, aside from that, I'm the vice president of Breaking Boundaries here in Idle Falls. Um, 
as many people know, we hold the um, the gala of the year, the week after Thanksgiving. Um, but really, that's not our focus. It's just a fundraising effort. Um, we help. We help as a as a funding agency. We help the underserved in Eastern Idaho, um, individuals that are kind of on the outskirts of what we consider the norm. Um, so we we help. Uh, you know, we fund organi organizations for after-school programs, LGBTQ rights um, in our community, um, HIV AIDS, um, kind of all of those things that um, people don't necessarily want to talk about on a daily basis. Yeah, now Breaking Boundaries, how long has it been active in East Idaho? It's not, mm -hmm. it, it maybe 10 years, is that yeah, maybe I think, right? I think mm -hmm. so, maybe a little bit longer in, yeah. the, in the late 90s. Yeah, um, oh, well then that's been nearly 20. I know, yeah, Gosh. that's, I, I, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, uh, Time yeah, flies when you It really fun, does right? fly. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. But no, that's uh, I help in any way that I can. Um, I'm also the uh, technology on the committee for technology advisors at Idaho Falls High School to help build the curriculum for um, students of you know what they need to be learning um, coming out of high school and preparing for college and the workforce. Um, I've donated to the College of Eastern Idaho Foundation uh, on multiple years. I love the cause that Natalie Hubbard has kind of helped shape our community with the community college and the, and and the fundraising. You, and you are also a fierce competitor in the great race. <laughs> yes, yes. Fierce competitor. <laughs> and that's one thing. That was actually one of the first interview items that I had when I joined Strategic Social Partners because I'd participated in the great race for quite a few years before joining forces with Coulter and Ryan. And the very first year I got them on board, they finished. We, we actually won the great race for education. I see. And, and <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so why do, why do we even try, right? Cause yeah. you guys are right in there wanting to win. And I thought, man, that's a pretty good, uh, indication of business professionals you want to be with if they <laughs> right? can just if they can just whoop everybody else yeah exactly <laughs> well it was a pretty good it's a pretty good team so yes. this year like we all kind of got robbed this year but we won't even talk about that <laughs> another topic for podcast discussion yes indeed all right so i you know when you talk about all of these things that you've done um you you mentioned or maybe maybe i'm inferring in this you know your personal values and how this aligned with it so tell me about how how the work that you're doing with Arcane, the work that you're doing in the community, how does that align with your personal values? Yeah, it, that's a that's a good deep question, Renee. <laughs> I try. <laughs> wow, the Brene Brown of uh, Eastern Idaho. Oh yeah, Idaho, right? that's me. <laughs> I try. I want to make you cry, Tyler. <laughs> no, I think um, that's a that's a good question. I think um, I live my life um, with kind of the openness and consciousness that people enter my life when they're meant to enter my life. And um, as well as living in that zone of genius that you're talking about, like on a daily basis, I really try to live in that zone of genius to really be receptive of the universe's ideas and, and the direction and path be of open. my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you receive a cold email from, you know, people asking you to volunteer or you receive, you know, you you just on a whim decide to walk into the Chamber of Commerce office and sign up for a membership. I think that that's like a, a higher purpose than, than what I am able to understand. Yeah, somehow <laughs> you've been directed. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. So I think that that's kind of how I, I live my life is how do I sit in that zone of genius so that, so that good opportunities, good people, and really just, you know, those important moments in your life can come to you kind of thing. You, um, you know, when I hear you talking, and especially when you say that you walked into the Chamber of Commerce when you were 16, 
there's this level of maturity that it feels like with you, Tyler, that you, you know, oh, I think of my, <laughs> I think of my 16 year old, I'm not sure, he's pretty smart, but I'm not sure that that probably would have um, converted. Do you attribute that because you were an only child? Like, why do you feel like yeah. that was, because even now sitting here, you're, you're you know, I, I've joked that I could be your parent. You don't have a lot of, you don't have a lot of years of experience behind you really. And, mm -hmm. you know, in some of the ways that you talk, it feels like you're pretty um, on point and mature about what you know is true about you and what you want. Yeah. Thank you for the compliments. <laughs> no, I think um, everybody always jokes that I'm an old soul. Yeah. Like, um, I, don't, I don't know, though, if I necessarily 100% agree with that um, in the sense of, you know, I'm still very in tune with um, the millennial mindset of, of, you know, communication and style and, you know, all those nuances that come with millennials, both good and bad. But um, I really just think the appreciation of good um, quality content is really what I'm passionate about. I know that sounds wild, but um, I find reverence when I'm allowed to be in my creative space. And um, I think that that's super important for people to remember is um, where do you find that uh, you peace? Know, peace? Mm -hmm. Where do you find that those moments of, of your truest expression of yourself, because I think opportunities will come to you if you always live in that truest sense of self. I, I It's an interesting thing that you say because I think that some of us don't really like ourselves, and I don't mean to say that in a, but we, we keep ourselves so busy that mm -hmm. we don't allow ourselves to feel that peace or you know, maybe we don't like what we see when it's like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that's why certain causes, certain companies, certain opportunities resonate with myself uh, when they have that confidence, they have that, um, you know, perception of they are comfortable with who they are. Yeah. Um, I wrote down a quote here that I wanted to share, but from, uh, you know, I geek out with Super Soul Sunday and Oprah Winfrey. She's, yes. a, she's a huge yes. role model to me. But one of the most important things that she says is, the privilege of a lifetime is being you. And I think that that's super fascinating in the aspect of you're one of a kind. And, yeah. and, and embracing and that embrace is it. so important. Yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah. It's hard for a lot of us to mm -hmm. actually be comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think in my own journey, you know, I wish that that would have happened 20 years ago. I feel like I'm getting there now in this time of my life. Um, and that's unfortunate because there's so many things that probably I held myself back from. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that I think that's the passion that I have with causes, with uh, businesses, with people, <clears throat> is just the fact of I love seeing people in their element. I love I, uh, you know, a lot of my friends joke, but um, my, one of my side um, interests and hobbies is really promoting the cultural scene, the um, food scene, the drinking scene, the uh, arts and humanities scene in Eastern Yeah, I don't Idaho. think you said anything about beer fest. <laughs> I know. This is the longest I've gone without making a wine comment. <laughs> well, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> but no, that's uh, to kind of bring it full circle with, you know, thanking you for bringing the guests is um, Dina from Diablos. I, I respect the heck out of her. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that she has just a passion for the cuisine that she creates. To the core. The, you know, yeah. and, and I just love that about, I think that that's really where I sit in my element of creativity and, and um, reverence is 
I've never been all that great at creating art, but I love appreciating art in its truest form, whether that's business, whether that's, um, you know, art galleries, whether that's going to concerts, whether that's uh, people in the community, and also even nonprofits. Like, I resonate with people that have a passion. Yeah. And, and that's where I sit in my good spot. You know, a lot that I hear, Tyler, when you're talking is um, not a word that you've used. You've, wor you've used appreciation, but I do feel like there's definitely a sense of gratitude in your life that you can... Um, appreciate <laughs> again appreciation uh -huh. Uh -huh. but like you you mm -hmm. are grateful mm -hmm. for where you're at and the things that you've been the opportunities that you've had yeah definitely I think it's um, my core spiritual practice is gratitude yeah and um, I wake up every morning and the first thing I do when I open my eyes is is uh, tell myself and tell the world uh, you know the three things that I'm most grateful for both good and bad mm -hmm. um, And then I do the same thing when I go to bed at night mm -hmm. like that's the that's my core principle and I notice uh, um, a lot of the things that I'm grateful for are the people the experiences and Just the craft that comes into my life. It's just I, I'm just awe inspired by people that have passion that that uh, you know live you know, when you find somebody that lives in that zone of genius that you referred to, um, it's kind of, it, it uh, uh, you know, that's, that's where I resonated with Ryan is, is when you live in that zone of genius, it kind of impacts you and gives you that motivation. Well, and that's it. It's that energy that you can get from other people and mm -hmm. you feel, it, isn't that great that we can be around people? Um, it's Napoleon Hill that said you are the um, total of the five people that you surround yourself with, right? Yes. And we've heard that how many times, but man, it is so true. Mm -hmm. If we really give ourselves the opportunity, um, I talked about social capital in a different um, episode and the power of social capital. We talk a lot about our, um, you know, our assets, but there's a lot to our business when we talk about social capital yeah. and how important it is. Definitely. And I think that that's kind of to go back to the point of the reason I decided to join Arcane Marketing Strategic Social Partners at the time was um, I was feeling that uneasy resistance in my life being a solopreneur and being by myself where I didn't really feel I was getting those that same warm and fuzzy feeling. And once, you know, people come into your life like like Ryan or Coulter and you and you immediately feel that you're on the right path. That means it's the right decision. Yeah. Like trust your gut yeah. is, is kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. Have mm -hmm. faith. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust. That's a big deal. Yeah. All right. So along those lines, what do you feel has been your most worthwhile risk that you have taken? Yeah. Risk. Okay. Um, that's a that's a good question to ask because I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. It, it's all of the perception, right? Like, um, uh, you know, some people consider it risk and uneasiness of where their life is going, but I also, I, I kind of consider it the next growth. Like I really struggle when I hit plateaus, when I don't feel that I'm being um, tried and tested and growing as a person. Uh, that's when I struggle with um, depression, anxiety, um, lack of fulfillment. You really need variety. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. That's, I'm, I'm also, I think, if I look at the chart, I'm an Aquarius, so I don't know what that really means, but I think I'm the water or the air sign, and I constantly need to be moving. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, so in terms of risk, I think that there's plenty of, plenty of examples with um, the nonprofit risk was a huge thing for me. I came home to my folks one day, and I said, well, I'm going to go live in a boys and girls club in the seediest neighborhood of Washington, D.C. in Baltimore, Maryland. And they were like, 
wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, you're an Idaho boy. Yes, I am. I am. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, that that was probably one of the biggest uh, moments in my life that I realized that I could really be who I wanted to be, and just trust yourself, trust people, and let go and see what happens. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and really. The majority of mankind is pretty good. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. You just have to trust. You have yeah. to have faith in your fellow neighbor. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> that's, that's tough when you've been burnt, so yes. it's good. Mm -hmm. You seem pretty confident as, you know, as we sit here and we talk and you have good perspective, but tell me about, have you ever had feelings of self-doubt along this journey? And what do you do to overcome those feelings? You talked a little bit about being depressed when you don't have variety and, and mm -hmm. challenges, but... Have you, have you doubted your own abilities to do the things that you have put yourself in? Absolutely, I think every human does. Um, one of the core values that I fought for when we were having our um, EOS breakdown, I know Miles discussed this with Mr. Aaron Markham, but I still fought for, um, I wanted swagger on our list. Because <laughs> I feel like- this, You didn't get it. I didn't get it. Dang it. So I have to exemplify it in my, in my own daily life, I yes. guess. <laughs> but no, um, I think, I think everybody struggles with, with those feelings. Um, and it just goes back to what we said about you have to live in that space of creativity and that space of reverence to be able to be as successful as possible. Both, you know, all of the gambits, personally, professionally, spiritually, mentally, physically. Um, and I think that that's how I kind of deal with those feelings of self-doubt and stress or nervousness is is number one count your blessings count your you know elements of gratitude and two is just uh don't forget that you are unique and um, without it being an ego factor you are one of a kind and you should celebrate your what makes you unique and it's okay it's yeah. okay there's nothing wrong with it i don't think um the perception nowadays is there's something wrong with ego or you know um, the idea of false ego but my opinion is I believe that more people need self-confidence, more self-confidence. And, um, you know, let your freak flag fly. Like, just be you. <laughs> do you. Yeah, Whatever it's that good. looks. I think that, that, that we do confuse ego and humility. You mm -hmm. know, I think that it, we can have gratitude and be humble in our circumstances. Um, but it doesn't mean that we aren't proud of the work that we do, yeah, right? We, yeah. We've invested well, in ourselves and, mm -hmm. and we have talents. Yeah, well, and not even just the work that you do because I don't, I don't believe that um, we're defined just by our work, um, but who you are as a person, yeah. what makes you unique? Yeah. Um, you know, your, your characteristics, both good and bad, um, are you, so celebrate it. So the 20 times when I say, um, on this show, <laughs> I need to celebrate it. Celebrate it. Celebrate it. <laughs> oh, Miles, that one was for you. Just Shout so out to you. Miles. <laughs> um, okay, so I know that you, had, you got great advice from your mom. Don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> but what advice would you have for anyone who's considering their own business? Man, yeah, that's, aside from the Scarface reference, is, is this going to be the first podcast that you're going to have to put, you know, TVMA. <laughs> we haven't yes. swore yet, so yes. we're good. <laughs> this is a family-friendly show. Yes. <laughs> um, so advice for the business owner. I think um, to me the biggest thing is really hone in on what's your unique differentiator as a professional, as a business owner. Um, you know, really just finding uh, it goes back to that same point of what makes you unique? What makes you the only? 
um, why should I hire you over all of the competitors? Um, because in this day and age with digital media, online, offline communications, it's more important to separate yourself because you're going to find a competitor that probably will do it cheaper than you, mm -hmm. will do it, you know, in some instances better than you. Um, but really, to me, that's the biggest thing that, that as a professional I want to continue to perfect. And, and I don't even think I've realized it. I think it, we're on a constant growth uh, platform and you become better with age, like a fine wine. Um, but yeah, it's what makes you the only. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because I, I look back at our own business and, you know, we were this little two-base service um, automotive repair shop. When we did start owning that uniqueness, our story, and really mm -hmm. were like, wow, this is kind of a cool thing. It did change our whole perspective and, 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 and our business because of the story that we were able to tell we didn't ever own before. I don't think we really realized the power in that. Yeah, definitely. And that's why from day one, it, it seemed meant to be for me to put my name on the door of my ad agency because I wanted the agency to live or die by my brand, my personality, my customer service, my successes, my failures. I wanted all of that in a bucket for people to be able to say, this is who this company is and um, you know all the goods and the bads. Like, and there's integrity in it. He's yeah. living it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I really strive for on a daily basis. And um, as the journey of an entrepreneur did, did you know, some days were better than others, but um, at least I was willing and open to say that this is who we are and this is who I am. Yeah, like that a lot. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I know one of the big projects that you guys are working on is uh, RiseCon, and Miles talked a little bit about that. Um, talk to me about your involvement in it and, and, and explain to the listeners why they should attend. Yeah, definitely. So, um, in my humble opinion, RiseCon is the premier business conference in Eastern Idaho. Um, nothing like this has ever happened in my uh, upwards of 12 years of experience in the Eastern Idaho business community. This is our second annual conference. Last year um, was, was very successful in our eyes. We, we were kind of getting it off the ground, but we had some great moments of clarity and, and breakthroughs for small business owners. But this year we're just elevating that business conference and basically putting it on steroids. Like um, we're, we're gonna have you know, 300, 350 plus uh, small business owners in, in the room. We're, we're hosting it at the Shoshone Bannock Casino Hotel, um, state-of-the-art facility in my opinion. Um, but really any small business owner that wants to go on the journey of self-improvement, business improvement, top down. Um, one of the themes is, uh, you know, how to advance emotional intelligence. Like we're basically just covering the whole gamut of what it means to be an entrepreneur and business owner. And we're bringing together all of the thought leaders within Eastern Idaho, some outside of Eastern Idaho to give us their perspective and helpful, hopefully grow, you know, your, your perception of success, as well as put you in the room with other business owners that you can do business with. Yeah, um, I love that. Yeah. And and what I really want to make sure that we emphasize is that it is um, when we, you know, we say that it's for small business owners. I think mm -hmm. some of the solopreneurs out there that maybe are doing some business out of their home think that this might not be for them. That it's absolutely for them for those exact reasons that you said, you know, that self-improvement I attended last year, um, obviously in an effort to promote our business. But it was so much, I mean, yes, we learned things that we took back for our business, but it was much more about what I learned about my own growth. Yeah, absolutely. And I think 
as an extension with this year, we're really trying to make an effort. Um, you know, I, I'm thankful for the opportunity that Ryan's given me to be able to control some of the um, agenda pieces for the conference. But this year we all are also having a small business panel of some of the leading small business owners talking about their stories, about their successes, about their failures. We're also having a community engagement panel. Um, so the local nonprofit uh, leaders, um, donors, businesses, government officials, we're all just going to sit down and have a conversation of what does community engagement look like for Eastern Idaho and what do we need to be doing better. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm proud that RiseCon is going to be the leader with within the conference space within Eastern Idaho for diversity and inclusion. Um, our lineup, it, everybody comes from a unique background. Um, and I'm just super excited to see how all of our, our thoughts and kind of wins as um, you know, people of the community come together to kind of elevate our businesses um, and elevate our community. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. It's fun that you guys do this and, and I'm sure privileged to be a part of that, so thank you. Absolutely. Um, all right, Tyler, what did we not address? Uh, tell me, if there, is there anything else that you wanna share that we haven't addressed yet? Uh, no, just my appreciation. Like I really love the, that you're on the forefront of technology with this podcasting concept and, and um, you know, we, I think so often we, we get into our own little bubble where we um, focus on making our own lives successful. We focus on our making our own businesses successful that we forget that there are similar stories with, within the community, with, with your neighbors, with people that you respect and, um, you know, have integrity. And I'm just so thankful that you are sharing this mission and vision with our community. Thanks, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that so much. It is very fun, and I would love to tell you it's all very um, philanthropic of me, but it <laughs> is self-serving because I get to be with people like you, and I get to hear all of these stories, and so it's been, it really fills my cup. So I thank you for your time and being here. Absolutely, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say go Raiders. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Renee. I appreciate you. Yeah, well, we really appreciate you sharing your story and your passion for business is um, evidence. So thank you again for all the service that you're doing in our community. Um, as a reminder, this show is sponsored by Oswald Service and Repair with locations in Idaho Falls and Rexburg. If you're looking for an automotive, for automotive repair provided with honesty and integrity, you absolutely want Oswald Service. So come and see us and let our family take care of your family. Now stay tuned for the business leadership moment and learn tips and tactics to lead your business to success. It's now time for a business leadership moment on East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Hi guys, thanks for joining me for the business leadership moment this week. As you know, this segment is sponsored by RiseCon. RiseCon is an East Idaho business conference, and if you don't know what it is yet, then you haven't been listening to anything that I say, which is um, okay. But nevertheless, just know RiseCon is right around the corner, and we would love to see you there. Uh, there's so many things for every type of business to learn and grow and network and just really um, take your business to the next level. In addition, RiseCon has a sister event called RiseX, which is a monthly mastermind type of an event. And we'd love you to check it out and join RiseX in Idaho Falls or Pocatello. You can find more information on all of this at the um, website, IdahoRiseCon.com or RiseCon.io to get tickets for RiseCon. So we hope to see you there. And um, Really, I, I know that you'll enjoy the event and, and it will be absolutely worth your time and money to come. 
So today I wanted to talk a little bit about the subject of masterminds. I think when I first heard this a couple of years ago, I was like, "What? what is a mastermind? And I haven't necessarily really understood what that was. Um, and to just give you a little bit of background, the mastermind concept came from an individual, uh, you may have heard of him, his name is called, his name is Napoleon Hill, and he wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich. So if you haven't read the book, no problem, but there were several different concepts in there that helped um, businesses and um, to def- to improve their um to reach their goals and in, improve their uh, bottom line. But one of the concepts that he talked about in there was the mastermind group. And what he said is, and I'm sure you've heard this quote, is that you are the total of the five people that you spend the most time with. And what he was basically referring to is that that peer group is so powerful and important in your life as far as w- what they're challenging you to do, how they're having you look at life, that to really examine the individuals that you spend time with is worth doing. Um, and so he goes on to explain what the mastermind concept is in his book. And primarily, he said, it, you know, it, it doesn't need to be a big group of individuals. It could literally be two people that were working toward that had the purpose to work towards the same goals and when you when you hear that you're like well but you know in in maybe risex when i think about that we're not all working towards the same goals but what we are is invested in each other and the goals that we are working on each one of us, the individuals that are in a mastermind group typically are as invested in you achieving your goals as you are, and then also you are as invested in them achieving their goals as they are. Um, Honestly, the truth is that every successful person got to where they are by following the guidance and advice from someone who went before them. We did not, none of us created any of this, right? None of these concepts are new. None of this stuff really is so revolutionary that it hasn't been talked or used before. But we look towards our mentors and to people who have had that experience to help give us some guidance. And in in a healthy mastermind group, you can absolutely accomplish that. So a mastermind could be just like I said, two people. It could be 10 people. It could be 20 people. There's really not a magic number for a mastermind group. Uh, Mastermind um, essentially just gives you that environment where you have peers uh, who are on the same journey or have been there and done that, whatever that looks like, to help give you advice. So I wanted to just give you some ideas of the things that you, you know, the benefits of being in a healthy mastermind group. So obviously, when you think about different individuals being at the table, so to speak, everyone comes with different um, experiences. And when you're there, you greatly benefit from the education, the experience, the influence, and the resources from all of the individuals that are in that group. So if you have people, most everybody has been through something that you maybe have Um, that you are facing to go through, and they can advise you. And everyone at the table learns from that specific um, environment. So when you you find an, uh, sorry, (laughs) I got caught up on my tongue. 
when you find an environment where you feel comfortable and you're in a healthy mastermind group and you really work in integrity and in harmony with the purpose of what you're all working towards, it can actually be almost a spiritual experience or, you know, the universe helping you or whatever you want to think about that. But when, when you can get into a council like that, when you can get into a mastermind where we're all helping each other to achieve our goals, it can be super powerful. Um, you will gain experience by, you know, with your interpersonal skills by being in a mastermind. You gain confidence by being in a healthy mastermind be- for yourself and your abilities. Um, one of the things that a mastermind can give you is accountability. You've got to be able to answer to these individuals about what you're doing. And and if you've talked about something, you know, they only like to get away with talking about the same thing for so long before they're like, hey, we need to see some action. So I have no doubt that um, you can accomplish more in a year in a mastermind group than you could accomplish without your mastermind group in a lifetime. If you, and that's if you relied entirely on your own um, efforts for success. We really need individuals around us, and this type of environment can be super successful for that. Um, It gives you, if you're in a healthy mastermind, it gives you also a deeper understanding about how you're perceived by others because you have all these eyes kind of giving you that feedback. And again, it's a safe environment. So they are also all your cheerleaders. Um, your your failure rate, I promise, is less when you're in a healthy mastermind because you've already played it all out with these guys that are in the mastermind, and they're also not going to let you fail, right? They're not going to let you set yourself up for, for failure. They're going to help you to set you up for success. Um, you will definitely achieve your goals faster than you ever dreamed possible by being a part of a healthy mastermind. So I just wanted to give you that information around what exactly a mastermind was, what a healthy mastermind looks like, encourage each one of you to find a mastermind group that that feels right for you. Um, they're invaluable. They're honestly invaluable. They can they're worth every penny that whatever you know it invests the investment that you need to make to be a part of the mastermind because of the results that you get out of that. So that's that's what I would just encourage you. Um, you don't have to do that in person. There are mastermind groups that are uh, online. Um, if you have a particular um, leader that you follow, maybe some type of a business leader, many of them have their own mastermind groups. Um, so I would just encourage you to look around, find what would be a good fit for you. Um, don't be scared about the language around mastermind and what all that means It's really just a group of like-minded individuals, and we're all working towards helping one another achieve our goals. Um, So again, I really encourage you to seek out a mastermind, become a part of one. I'm excited to hear um, what that journey looks like for you. And if any of you are in a mastermind group, uh, would love to hear how that goes, how that's going for you and what things you have learned as being part of a mastermind. So um, feel free to hop on Facebook. You can find this podcast at East Idaho Entrepreneurs, or you can always just follow me at Renee Oswald. Um, And if you have any feedback on that, sure love to hear how a mastermind has worked for you. All right, you guys have a great week and we will be together again next week. Take care. 
Thank you for listening to East Idaho Entrepreneur's Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Oswald Service and Repair. For all your car care needs in Eastern Idaho, let our family take care of yours. www.oswaldserviceinc.com.